Good morning, how are we? Oh, are we warm enough? Who's still got Christmas decorations up? No, no, few people who didn't even bother putting any up. So today we're talking about life's big questions. So where does everybody go to when we've got a big question? Generally, we go to Google. Alpha. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. There we go. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this morning's message. And uh, <laughs> um, so the question, what have you Googled lately? So come on, give me an idea. How many calories? How many calories? Oh, in what? In chocolate. In chocolate. Fair enough. Anything else? People are too scared to tell me what you've been Googling, aren't you? <laughs> Idle hands and all that over Christmas and New Year. What else? How much the uh, IKEA Calyx boxes are? How much? Oh, the Calyx boxes at IKEA are. Okay, fair enough. Nobody else? Okay. Not wanting to uh, highlight Google, there are other search engines available. Um, well, I'm surprised. I was Googling Kia windscreen wipers because uh, I need some new windscreen wipers for my car. Uh, so there we go. Did you know that just over 9 million people in 2022 Googled what to watch? Um, nearly 7.5 million asked Google, where's my refund? Um, just over 4 million people Ask Google, what's my IP address? And now people are Googling, what is an IP address? Just under 2 million people Googled, what time is it? Yeah, 11.40. <laughs> 11 um, anyway, why are they Googling, what time is it? What's the point in that? I mean, firstly, you're either Googling on a phone, a tablet, or a PC, which all have a clock on it. Shh, forget that. Okay, I have some really important questions that I don't think we'll find the answers to this morning. But in all honesty, these are the things that keep me up at night. So the first one is this. Why bother putting the word dictionary in the dictionary? What's the point of that one? What about, do you yawn whilst asleep? Who knows? Um, can you have dandruff if you're bald? What about, and this is my wife's one now, so, I'll, so Catherine, uh, this is this one. How do we know if we all see the same colours in the same way. So for example, I'm wearing a black top, but you might see this black top as a red top, but you've always been told that this red top is black. That's what I live with. Um, and finally, probably the biggest debate known to man is this one. Over or under? Let's have, let's have arms raised. Over is... I'm an over. Put your hands up if you're under. 
Put your hands up if you really don't care because you haven't got a toilet roll holder and it's just on the side. <laughs> or, or if you're my children, Dad, Dad, we're out of toilet paper, which is generally what we get. So life is full of so many questions. What to eat? What to wear? Um, Mum, Dad, wear my PE socks, which is the general one that we get in our house. What's for dinner? They keep coming up with different ways to drink coffee. How many more options of coffee do we need? We've got flat white, we've got Americano, we've got latte, we've got um, mocha. We've got, we've got too many different choices. If you're wondering and want to buy me a coffee, it's a, a large uh, latte for me. Thank you. Um, but there's also bigger questions in life. You know, what career should I have? Should I marry or should I stay single? Should I have children? Um, should I put the heating on is a big question at the moment. Children on average ask about 73 questions a day. Whereas adults, we generally ask around about 20. That's probably because we're Googling the answers to the questions our kids are constantly asking us. Over 35,000 choices we make a day. That's staggering when you think about it. So with all those things that are going on, go away. <laughs> with all those things going on, how much time do we actually spend about those big questions in our lives? Do I have a purpose? Is there life after death? Or is this all? Massive, massive questions. And maybe you're here today because you've asked that question and you believe you found the answer. Or maybe you're here or watching online or on YouTube later next this week. Maybe you're asking yourself these questions. Well, this morning, we're going to start to unpack that. We're going to start to unpack what is the meaning of life. And this morning, I want to ask you a question. In fact, it's not me that's asking. I believe Jesus wants to ask you a question. In Matthew uh, chapter 16, we read about the fact that some of the religious leaders of the day go to Jesus and start to quiz him over a few things. And then a little bit later on, um, Jesus speaks to his disciples and says, you watch out for those Pharisees, um, the nasty and the, the lead people into all kinds of bad things. And then the disciples start arguing about bread, which is a bizarre concept, but they start arguing about bread. And then in verse 13, we pick this up and it says this in uh, Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? Jesus was referring to himself as the son of man. So who do people say I am? This wasn't some kind of build me up kind of exercise. It wasn't some kind of um, trick to find out what was going on in the disciples' life. This was a serious question that he put towards um, the disciples. Did you know that Jesus isn't um, just um, the Christianity um, thing? Other religions refer to Jesus within their religions. Did you know that? So Muslims, Muslims believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. 
they also held him in high regard. He is one of God's most important prophets. They believe that Jesus ascended into heaven, but they don't believe he is the son of God. Hindus evaluate spirituality on the basis of behavior and practice. So Jesus' behavior and his practices, his humility, his self-sacrifice, his love for one another, all of these things hold him within the Hindu religion in high regard. He was a holy man in Hinduism and he was a wise teacher. But he was a God. He was not God. Thinks, Buddhists think that he was an enlightened man. So my question is, what do we today see Jesus as? I've got a short video that um, just encapsulates what people's thoughts are today of who Jesus is. He was born and he became this like prophet for eventually what would become Christianity. And then at the age of 32, he died on the cross and this like three days later he was resurrected. I have an opinion on Jesus. I believe that religion was just created to control the masses, really. Jesus is the, our Lord and Savior that died on the cross for us for our sins. Jesus is a... Uh person that existed that continues to enrich the lives of people every day. Jesus is God's son and he was sent to save our sins. I think he is a pretty cool guy. He had a, a peaceful philosophy. I think he's misinterpreted by a lot of people. He's the savior of this world. I don't know because I don't really believe in him so I don't really think anything of him. I, I mean he could have been a real person. I mean I'm sure he was. I mean I'm sure he was just you know good at what he did or something. I feel that Jesus is a modern-day scapegoat. Jesus is God, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just learned that. Uh, Jesus was a man, from what I figure. Who is Jesus? He was a dude. Lived back in the day. Pretty awesome. He had a beard. He was just kind of a guy with a really unique, positive message as that kind of gave a lot of people a lot of hope. He probably existed, but I don't believe that he was the son of God or anything. He died on the cross for us and uh, save us and rose again from the dead. I wanted to sound smart, but... <laughs> People have lots of different opinions about Jesus. Historians say without a shadow of doubt, there was a man called Jesus who lived round about the time Jesus did, who did die in the way that he died, and it is reported across many, many different manuscripts of the day that he came back to life. Historians, that's what texts say throughout that time. Historians will not deny that texts of that time say this, and it's multiple texts. We all have our own idea of who Jesus is. Some hippie dude with a beard that had a nice thing to say. A moral teacher. A philosopher. Some people think he was a con man. Some people say that actually he struggled with mental health and probably was schizophrenic. That's what some people say about who Jesus was. 
C.S. Lewis said this, Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. A liar, a lunatic, or Lord. Let's take a look at what the disciples' answer was in verse, uh, in verse 14. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They started to unpack what people were saying, and people were saying things that they could relate to, that they could understand. So they used examples of people that they knew that had characteristics of what Jesus had. John the Baptist was known for being zealous for God. He was abrasive. He was um, confrontational towards people about the coming of the Messiah. He didn't have many friends. He ate locusts, wore sackcloth, wasn't very popular with people because of the way that he told what he believed the truth about Jesus was. Elijah was known for his power and miracles and for the supernatural. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet and having a tender heart towards the people of Israel. The truth is the people pigeonholed Jesus into how they liked and understood of what they know about the scriptures of those days. We can still do that today. People can still chase after the Jesus who is confrontational and they run towards preachers that speak of hell and speak of things which basically try and whack and kick people into heaven. People seek the supernatural and they will go to conference after conference after conference after conference to seek the tingling feeling that they get when the Holy Spirit arrives and does something amazing. People cherish the meek and mild and loving and compassionate Jesus. That means they can do anything that they want to because Jesus loves them and Jesus will always forgive them. But he was so much more than those things. We will never, ex never know the full truth of who Jesus is until we begin to explore for ourselves. We can't live off other people's testimonies of who Jesus is. Matthew 16 verse 15 and 16 goes on to say this. But what about you? Jesus talking to his disciples about you now, then now. He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter, always the first to stand up and be counted and jump it, answered, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. They finally got who Jesus was. A few passages back, we hear about when Jesus calms a storm. And they said, who is this man that commands the waves and the sea to stop and they stop? Who is he? What kind of man is this? But a few passages later, they declare that he is the Messiah, the son of the living God. What's changed? They spent time with Jesus. So 
I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about if Jesus was saying to me, who am I? So I'm going to tell you a little bit about who Jesus is to me. Jesus was somebody that took me at the age of eight, not really knowing love, and placed me within a church that showed me nothing but the love of Jesus. He took a young boy with a speech impediment and put him on a stage to speak in front of people. He took a boy that smelt, never really understood what a healthy, good relationship was because he wasn't shown that as a child through his parents or his siblings and gave me an idea of what marriage should look like. He took a young boy who didn't have many friends and placed me within a family that I knew always loved me. My Jesus is dependable. Irrespective of what I do, he always comes to me and picks me up out of this pit that I often find myself in and places me on solid ground and says, you are loved, you are mine. I have brought you with a price. And a world where there's very little we can depend on. We can't depend on the economy. We can't depend on the NHS. We can't depend on the government. We can't depend on our, our, our workplaces at times because we're never sure whether we're going to be made redundant from one day to the next. He is totally reliable. Hebrews 13, 8 says this, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. He is trustworthy. He's my Lord. He's my saviour. He's the reason I live. Everything that I do comes out of a love and devotion for him that took me and made my life something worth living. That's my answer to who Jesus is. So what's your answer? We are going to be starting Alpha a week tomorrow. This is a great opportunity to share just these experiences and these questions with, with other people who perhaps are on a similar journey to you. I'm just going to ask Victoria to come up. Excuse me. Thank you, Victoria. Um, come on the screen, please. <laughs> Thank you. So, Victoria, you've done Alpha before. Um, just kind of give us, um, why should people come to Alpha? Um, so, I did Alpha twice um, now, and it's just a great way to meet with people and fellowship and just be together. Um, you might have a lot of questions about faith, uh, whether you believe or if you don't believe. It's a great way to just strip your faith back and go back to basics, which is what I did, um, and just move forward in your faith and just get the fire back in your belly to believe in God and go out in the world. 
um, you all meet together, you, you have like snacks, which is a great point. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Um, so there were some weeks where I, I didn't speak at all. Um, but it was a great way to just listen to everyone else because you might have a question that might sound really daft, but actually someone else is thinking it. Um, so you all just stay together and, you know, um, have this great community, community together. Well, um, what was one of your highlights, if there were any highlights of Alpha? Um, that, the community of it, the fellowship. Um, when I first did Alpha, I was going through a very, quite a difficult time um, where I felt like if I didn't do anything, I probably wouldn't have a faith and I wouldn't be standing on this stage right now. Um, and actually, it was Liam who went first and he didn't believe, he did not believe at all. Um, and seeing him change, and I was like, well, I do believe, so if he can change, then so can I. Um, so that, that's the reason why I went. And um, just having people talk, and then I finally like, opened up, and I had all these questions, and like, why, why does God do this, if you believe? And having other people say, actually, I went through that, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be sad. Like, you know, it's fine. And just having people pray with you and just be together. You're not on your own at the end of the day. We have all these wonderful people together. Like, we're not on our own. And Alpha is a, definitely a great way because it's more intimate and you're all together and, you know, everyone can just be, be with each other. Well. So why, last question, why do you think people should do Alpha? It will change your life, basically. Um, like I said, Liam did it first. You know, he didn't believe. So it's for anybody. Like, I did believe, Liam didn't. Um, so, um, you know, when I saw Liam change, I was like, ah, we all need that. So it's just a good way just to, you know, be together, have the community, ask your questions, you watch videos, you know, and it's just a more intimate way because even though we're all in church together, uh, you, we don't get to see everybody or like, you know, be with, it, be with each other. But with Alpha, you can ask these questions and, you know, and have that more intimate experience. Well, thank you. Let's give Victoria a round of applause. So it starts on the 16th of January, 7.30. It lasts for 10 weeks. So we're just asking you just to take about 20 hours just exploring life's biggest question. I have my own personal idea of who Jesus is and he transformed my life. And I want him to do the same for you. Just going to watch a short video. Faces, yours is the only 
Oh 